Hello, and welcome to Choral Connectivity, a people-first approach to singing, Season 2. Through this podcast, we explore the meaningful ways that teaching singing can affect human nature, discuss teaching philosophies, and celebrate amazing stories of people who are doing incredible and meaningful work in the choral field. I'm your host, Kirsten Oberoi, and I'm here to help inspire you. You the teacher, you the singer, you the educator, you the conductor, whoever you are, these weekly episodes will help you remember that each voice is totally unique and the story behind each person who is singing with you is incredibly valuable and important to this world. Before we dive in with open arms and hearts to today's episode, I want to remind you that you can always reach me on the Choral Connectivity Facebook page, Instagram, or website. Let's see how we can change the world of choral music just a little bit more today. Hello, listeners. I am so excited that you are here today. I hope that your holiday season is going well. Um, If you are a musician, you are probably in the thick of it at this moment with this, that, the other thing, and December concerts and gigs and messiahs. And so I just hope that you are finding some time. Maybe you're driving from gig to gig. And I think that this is going to be an episode that really puts a smile on your face and just can lighten your mood if you're having a tough time um, because Miles Finn is just a joy to talk to. He radiates excitement and passion and positivity. And it's no wonder that in radiating all of that, his TikTok became incredibly famous. Miles currently has over 800,000 followers on TikTok, but what's more exciting than that is when he starts to talk about how important it is to know every single person that comes into your chorus and how important that interpersonal relationship is and how important it is that we put the people first in all of our teaching. This was such a great conversation, and I really think you're in for a treat today. So let's get started. So I am here today with Miles Finn, and we just met a few minutes ago, which is really exciting um, for real, but we had been back and forth because I my group did a warm-up that he taught on TikTok, and he duetted us, and it was awesome, and he has a really great social media presence, but I will let you talk about you. Welcome to the show, Miles. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I am a choir director in central Iowa. Uh, I'm currently based in in Enola, Iowa, uh, which is a small town, probably 15,000 people, uh, about 15, 20 minutes south of Des Moines. Uh, I live here with my wife. I also have a one-year-old son and we have a dog and two cats. Um, And we, uh, we have within the the job that I do, I've got, um, a musical that I direct every year. Um, and that was kind of where some of this TikTok success came from, TikTok fame or whatever it came from. <laughs> uh, but then I also uh, direct two uh, extracurricular show choirs. And then I've got three curricular choirs that I direct. So uh, needless to say, it's a it's a very busy job, um, but I get to work with some incredible students. So I get to do a lot of fun things with them, which has been a joy. Like this job has been awesome. And this is this is my... Oh God, my fifth year in this job. 
before that, I taught at a rural school um, where I was teaching fifth through 12th grade choir and directing musicals, no show yeah. choir, no like extracurriculars extra besides the musical. But um, yeah, so going from a program of like, you know, probably 70, 80 kids to the program that I'm in now has like 250 regular, uh, just ninth grade through 12th grade. So uh, it's been a whirlwind. This is my eighth year teaching. So I obviously don't know everything, uh, but I have a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a blast. I love teaching. It's, it's, it's so stinking fun. That's awesome. So we gotta, we gotta back up. We gotta know a little bit about your story. Yeah. How did you yeah. get into teaching? What made you want to be an educator? Why do you do what you do? <laughs> okay. So it's, it's kind of roundabout, <laughs> but, um, I loved choral music in high school, but I was always kind of like, no, like lame. I don't want to go be a choir teacher because like I saw, well, one, I saw how much work that my choir director put in. His, his name is Dwayne Philgreen, graduated from a small town in, in Northeast Iowa. Um, and, and that man was like the all time, like, I will set up a cot in my office and sleep there because that's how much work it takes to get this program like up and running, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, good God. Well, one, it's chaos to have to do a job like that. But two, like, do I really want to dedicate my whole life to just like hanging out with kids all the time? Like that sounds terrible. <laughs> so I, I know. And so I went into, I went into my undergrad at Warburg College uh, in Waverly, Iowa, again, another small Iowa town, but wonderful Lutheran choral tradition, like they have this, this awesome Christmas program that they put on every December. Um, they do European tours, you know, things like that. So it was an amazing choral experience. But I started Warburg as a business major. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just gonna you know, maybe go on and 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 get my MBA, like really work my way up in the business world. And I take a semester of business classes and I'm like, nope, like I am absolutely <laughs> done with this. It was terrible. And then, so I decided, you know, I love my choral experience. Got to work with Dr. Lee Nelson at Warburg College, who is a genius and, and I owe so much of who I am today to him. Um, but getting to work with him made me basically be like, I, I need choral music in my life for the rest of my life. And so kind of the rest from there is history because, because from there, you know, I went through all of my undergrad, um, got all of that work done, student taught again in a very small rural school, and then moved on, like I said, to another rural school, um, then finally moved on to Indianola. Um, just recently, this last summer, I got my master's degree from Michigan State. Um, so love going out to East Lansing. It's gorgeous. Um, I did, I did, a, a the summer program so that I was able to mm -hmm. like directly apply everything that I was doing, like mm -hmm. to my teaching, which was mm -hmm. a blast, but yeah, it's been fun. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I think we all have those, those people in our lives that were like, okay, I definitely don't want to do it like you, right? but I also definitely want to do it like you. Amen. And, and sometimes we have to go down the path of the thing we don't want to do right? to find the thing we do want to do. Yeah. And I think like, like you're saying, like learning from the things that we don't like doing I, or, or that we don't like seeing, like it, I think, unfortunately we learn more from those people mm, mm -hmm. because like you have to have those bad experiences in order to be like, Oh, like, you're not paying attention to anything with intonation. And that's why this group sounds like crap. Like, 
So, so you, you, you have to have those bad experiences in order. It's still like, needless to say, I had bad coral experiences too, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so like, it wasn't all butterflies and rainbows, but we all like have those experiences, especially I think as coral music educators, we all like know what we like to see as a teacher. And we know what we don't like to see as a teacher. And so like, I think one thing that I learned from Dr. Nelson is like having that, that like interpersonal relationship with, with your students at all times, you know? And so like, that's where I think a lot of what people are liking from my TikToks are is like, that's me being me, but me being me is something that people like to see. So that's, I I think that's, that's such a real, um, it's, it's, it's weird to, to feel that, but I think it's, it so plays into the fact that everyone just wants to see people be people and interact with people in a fun way. That leads us perfectly into your TikTok. So talk cool. a little bit about, you know, how did you get this started? Like I, I first saw your, your big one, which was the musical theater yeah. set. And, cool. and I think, you know, I think you're totally right in what you're saying. What was so exciting about that TikTok is, oh my God, this guy actually did this much work <laughs> <laughs> to set up for his kids what musical, announcing what musical right. they were going to do. Right. And I thought it was hilarious. And I, you know, I was, I was totally bought in. I went and I was like, all right, where's part three? Like, I got to know, like, I got to know how this rolls. But, right. but how did it start? So... We are like, I'm always, I'm, I'm dramatic. I'm always dramatic. Like, <laughs> and I, I have to be dramatic, you know, like, but I think it makes it, it makes it more fun. Uh, and my, my wife is my cohort with, with directing musicals. So like, I could talk forever about how amazing that is, but she was the one that came up with the idea of just being like, Hey, don't, don't put the musical up on the board. And I'm like, Oh, like they're going to freak out when, when we do this. So I can't help but think to myself what your kid is in for. Yeah. Oh yeah. My, my (laughs) one-year-old is screwed. Like, like Christmas, like when it comes to birthday parties, like he's going to get surprises that he's not even going to know are coming, but and it's going to be in such a dramatic fashion too. But so we start with this. We we start with like I put thirteen musical thirteen musicals up on the board, and I did two a day, two a day, two a day, pulling pulling each of them off. And then like uh, just like to explain what the video is because I mean at this point I'm kind of assuming that most of your listeners have have seen the video. But and if you hadn't, it's it, it's not hard to find. It, yeah. Um. And and the. So we pulled off all of these musicals and then we get mm-hmm. to the end and I pull both of them off and then crumple up the, the two little pieces of paper that had the, the last remaining musicals on it. And then I go into this like conversation with myself, like from a projection up on the board. And then like, yeah, I just got like super, you know, theatrical with it. And then even incorporated our, our good friend, Alexa, not to say her name too loud, um, uh incorporated alexa to like do it like like start playing the musical announcement or whatever and then of course you hear the da 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 and everyone knew what it was and freaked out from there so yeah it it was it was a fun super fun process how long did it take you to set that up (laughs) like you want total honesty yes an hour not, nice. not that much time. I know. I was just like, nice. I was like, I'm, to gonna go. be, I'm gonna be efficient with this. Like, I know what I want to do. Yeah. So it literally was just like me finding the logos, printing the logos off, 
did mm-hmm. that little video. I did the video in one take. I'd written out a script for myself. And that probably took like the most amount of time. But, right. But then I was just like, like total honesty, I I winged, wung, wung, winged. I wung that. Winged. I winged that once we got to it. <laughs> so it was just like, just me being goofy, you know? And needless to say, it worked. <laughs> so did you start your TikTok account with the thought of like doing teaching videos like that? Or was it just like, I no. haven't actually gone all the way back through, your, but is it like just random TikToks and then all of a sudden this one took off or? So if you, if you scroll back a little bit, like one of the, one of my first videos is literally me recording my wife holding young baby Finn and he's farting. <laughs> Like that is like, that's like video number three of Mr. <laughs> Finn's TikTok is my son flatulating for the world to hear. Um, but yeah, so I had started it like, I think back in the pandemic and like, this is cringy, but my wife and I even did like one of those viral dance videos, like from forever Amazing. ago. Needless to say, it's gone now because I'm embarrassed of it. But sure. um, but like we started it just for whatever. And then so when we got to announcing the musicals, I was just like, students, if you want to follow this, I'm going to post the video from each day on TikTok. The only reason of it being like, hey, if you missed the announcement, here's where you can watch it you know, or you missed what musicals I pulled off from the board. This is where you can watch it. So it was not, it was not like, let's make Mr. Finn famous or anything like that. It just went crazy, which is like, obviously super fun. And like, everyone's been, been like, so overwhelmingly sweet about it. And the kids have been crazy about it. But um, that was not the original intent. The original intent was for me to like, be able to watch stupid videos and maybe post a video of my son farting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy how it works. And so, you know, that, that sort of took off and then you started doing um, some videos of yourself teaching and giving some great warm ups. And I think that was a really cool juxtaposition to seeing the musical, right? Because then right. you see, Oh, this guy's like wicked fun and really, you know, but from your, your musical announcement videos, like, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. We had no idea if you were actually a good teacher, right? right exactly. You were a funny guy. Yeah. Right, um, exactly. and, and you did this funny thing. But right. then all of a sudden you keep going and you're like, oh man, like this guy actually has really good warm-up ideas and he's teaching tone really well and he's singing really well, but he's also really funny. I loved your latest one with how many your little things when you teach and counting oh, your lips, Max. I oh, was my done. God. I was finished. I was finished completely. Like- and that's like that's like one of the worst parts of recording myself is just being able to go back and watch myself and just be like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, will you just be a normal person for a little bit? But then I'm like, but this is what the kids like. Like, this is why I have students in my room is because like they want to just like almost be entertained for 45 minutes. You know, like that's that's basically what it like dissolves down to. Right. And so, you know, let's let's start diving in a little bit about that. So the, you know, this podcast is sort of about a people first approach to singing. So when you hear that title, if you will, um, what does it make you think of in your classroom? What is, what does that sort of strike to you? Um, so first I'm going to go back to like the interpersonal relationships, Mm -hmm. thought. you know, that, that is something that my undergrad choir director was like, a master at like to the point where 
I was on campus for one day and he like remembered not only my name, but like my dog's name, like remembered my parents and what they do for it. Like, so like mm. he, he narrowed in and like learned about the person so, so quickly. And so like, that's something that I, I struggle with, but I am always striving to get better at, you know? So mm. like right away, it's, it's, it feels stupid to say this, but like, I make sure that I tr try to memorize every person's name out of a 250 person, you know, program that that gets pretty tasking at uh, tasking at times, but try to get their name down within the first like three days. Yep, like, absolutely. Max, you know, so like, it starts with something as simple as that. But then, you know, from there, the sky is the limit for like what, how, how you want those relationships to influence the music making that you have in the classroom, you know, so like, I, I am to the point now where um, I know most of the kids and their families like like and and know how kind of each of them ticks so that like I know that when when I'm teaching something and it's not necessarily going across the way that I want it to that it's time for me to pause and 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 reset and try something new um, and and that works sometime with process now don't like don't take it that I don't have boring moments in my class because I still like I still pound pitches, you know, like mm -hmm. we still have to, you know, solfege through a Rachmaninoff, like it's mm -hmm. still some there's still some monotony, like every once in a while, but like in the moments where you can add creativity, warm ups, for example, mm -hmm. I try to take that and go crazy with that. Because I think that having that little spark of like my own personality into the class is kind of where like students will will connect to that. And then to take that even one step further, like the relationships that I have with my students are to the point now where like, like I, I have a student whose parents are going through a divorce right now. Mm -hmm. She will come in and talk to me about that at, at any point in time. It, like if she's struggling on that day, it's like, hey, do you need to like just take a break, sit in my office? That's fine. Like learning is not the priority at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, working, making sure that their mental health is at a place where they can be a person is the priority at that point. And so that is always at my forefront. And I am so like, it's, it's going to make me emotional if I talk about it too much. But like, I am so fortunate that my wife is the person that she is. God. Because she's a, my wife is a school counselor. Um, and oh. she, she just got her, she just got her master's degree um, like two years ago. But the way that she became a school counselor was she was a social worker first, mm -hmm. um, went through working with people with substance abuse issues, um, working with people that that come from abusive families. And I am from such a like a fortunate, like I had such a fortunate upbringing that like, to be able to like, listen to these stories and like, talk to her about, you know, how do you help these people has made me such a better person, you know, and and she just in conversations of just being like, you, you just have to validate feelings. You mm -hmm. just have to talk to these kids and, and empathize with them. Or, or more importantly, just listen. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to have all of the answers, but just mm -hmm. talking to them like can be such an impactful experience for those kids. And so, you know, we try to like, I say we, because a lot of the times Haley and I are working together, you know, to like help students. Like that student I was talking to you about, she's got Haley's phone number and, and mm -hmm. we'll text her. My wife works in a completely different district, but we'll, we'll, we'll help students, mm -hmm. you know, in that regard. And so I think we kind of work as a team in that regard of just being like, 
we want to make sure that we are helping students in any way, shape or form that we can. So, yeah. I think that's beautiful. And what a cool and unique relationship that you mm-hmm. and your wife can have through that. That's, that's really amazing. And I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head there where, you know, if the kid needs to sit out of a rehearsal, the kid needs to sit out, like what, where is the sky falling down? Like right. in, in what, you know, for, for me, and I know I said this to you in our, when we chatted beforehand, but the kind of slogan I've been working on for our organization is that the priority is the individual music is the vessel by which we connect and inspire. And then excellence is the byproduct of that. And the reason that excellence is the byproduct of that is because they have a trust and a sense of place and a safe space in that classroom, in this thing that we're doing, in singing and being vulnerable with their voice. And if they don't have that, then you can achieve, I guess, a technical musical excellence, right? Like you can you can achieve kids singing right notes at the right time. But then the answer, the, the question I ask for that is, well, then why? Right. What's the point? Right. That's like, do you want to spend the entire class sight reading? Or like, do you do you want to like delve into this gift that we got that that we've got that is like this beautiful music that's put with poetry that students can then like latch onto and then like develop such an emotional relationship with. And then more importantly, be able to connect to their own story too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a, what a gift to be in the profession that we are. Truly. And, and what a gift then on top of that, to see them grow, not just through the music, but through the development of their own voice and just being able to, at that, you know, time in life, being able to find confidence and find comfort in the sound of their own voice. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in singing and also in just speaking. I mean, there right. are so many kids that are just uncomfortable just speaking, right? like in a room of other people. Right. And then we get up in front of them and we're like, let's do a wiggle dance and like... <laughs> sing some stuff and then we're gonna you know and like it's funny that the tiktok so in the tiktok that you saw of our group um the kid in front that's doing the stomping actually uh he's he's a senior i've had him for a long time his name is george and he actually did the uh the intro and outro music for my podcast um and so he he did that but he has been stomping that beat to pretty much everything for the past six years. Is <laughs> yeah, got goat, goat, got, and he has been like. And I remember when he was a little tiny sixth grader, right? We would do a scale, and as we were doing a scale, he would be bouncing around, and then he, boom, boom, got, boom, boom, got, and that's his brain, and that's the way his brain works, that's right? Awesome. And who am I to say? be quiet, stand tall. Are you singing really well right now at this moment? Like, what's the point? Like this guy, this kid now, um, you know, six years later is going into music production and that's what he wants to do for his living. So yeah, like when he was 11, the only thing going through his head was boom, boom, got, boom, boom, got. And you know what? That's cool. That's great. That's wonderful. Let's encourage that creativity. Because what, what you could have done is said, Hey, 
we don't use those in here. We don't, we don't delve into those beats in here. If you want to do that, go somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know, and then that immediately can just shut a kid down, make them not want to go into this thing that I I'm, I'm sure that George, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. It's George. That George is going to be like, so good at this, you know, and is going to delve into it in such a, in such a passionate way, you know, but, but who are we to, tell somebody no who are we to tell somebody to you know stop doing something that that is it really bothering you that much is it really like taking away like p i'm sure if i had some some old crotchety teacher come in and watch my my bass clef choir that they would pull their hair out because Mm -hmm. like i've got students walking around my classroom there's like every once in a while i'll have a kid check his phone like sometimes i'll let kids keep their hats on like Oh my God, we're going to go crazy. But guess what? They had their music learned. It was in tune. There was musicality to it. And you bet your ass that they were having fun with it the yeah, whole time. Yeah, you know, were. like, and I think that that's, that's the important thing is that like, where do your priorities lie? Like, is it, is it in like bolstering your ego or is it in making relationships with kids and letting them become better people? Yes. Seriously. Um, totally. That's why we do this. Totally. And I, I, you know, our job is to get out of the way. Our job is to do the best we can and then get out of the way. Yes, exactly. Get out of the way because quite frankly, I mean, the kids are amazing. Kids are amazing. They're going to do amazing things. And our goal should always be to make them better than ourselves because exactly. that's how we make a difference in the future. That's right. how we, you know, if, if these kids are learning, the same things I'm learning at the same rate and the same way I learned it, we don't have a better future. Right. If I can continue to teach creatively and try new things and explore in my classroom, first of all, I'm teaching by modeling to explore and be creative. Exactly. Like, that's amazing. And then right. second of all, you know, they're they just, they will make the future better if we can make them better. But exactly. part of that is be staying relevant, which I think you do very well. Right. That's, that's the hope at least. Yeah. You got to stay relevant and you got to just sometimes let them be kids. I don't know. Right. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel really often that high schoolers are sort of treated as young adults. Yes. And like, why should they want to have any less fun than like, absolutely. A 10 year old. Like I want to have fun. I'm 31. Absolutely. I'm all about fun. Like if it's not fun, I'm not going to do it. Like guaranteed because I'm 31 years old and I don't have time for that. Right. I do not have time for not fun. You'd go find something else that is fun and do the thing that is fun. But I think a lot of people equate fun to not excellent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, or like laziness. Like I think Mm -hmm. that like Mm -hmm. what, like, my parents would would absolutely like be rolling their eyes right now. But like, I love playing video games. And like, they they will see me just like sitting on my butt, like playing Call of Duty for like a long period of time and be like, Oh, you're having fun being lazy. But I'm like, No, like, this is me getting a chance to relax, though, too. So like, so so I understand kind of where that rationale comes from. But but also, like, fun can also be in, in a different realm, like fun, you can also still have fun, like, even in the classroom, you know, so like, it, it all kind of depends on on where your perspective is in that moment, too. 
Absolutely. I think that's, I think it's key. And I think it's key to see that like the balance needs to be there. Like, for sure. I'm sorry, but you're not going to walk into any of my classrooms. One of the things I, you're going to agree with this. I just know you're going to agree with this, but um, I don't start from silence. Uh-huh. Oh, it just, oh, it, I know. Right. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, it's for me, it's like, I want them to come in to my space and I want there to be so much noise. Oh, and then yeah. I want to take that noise yeah. and let's make noise at the same time. Right. But let's let's kind of focus the noise a little focus bit. Focus the noise. But like <laughs> yeah, exactly. the whole point is noise. Exactly. Like, you know, I, our job I, is noise. I've heard like, oh yeah, we had a really professional rehearsal today. I'm like, what does that mean? They're they're like the average age of 15. What does yeah. a professional rehearsal mean? Does it mean that they sat yeah. and listened to you? Because yeah, to that, me, like that sucks. Yeah, like that does suck. I I don't right. I don't want to be involved in that, and I definitely don't want to foster that. Exactly. Exactly. Like we started, I think it was fr- like this last Friday. I literally had them walking into Mr. Brightside, like, and I just like cranked it on our speakers in the room and just like, all right, let's jam out. And then like, you know, song stops and we go right into our warmups, you know? So yeah, I think again, it goes back to like, are you having fun? Like if you're not having fun, what are you doing? Like go find another job. Like if you're not having fun, cause like, they have to have a reason. I mean, I think for me specifically, like in a classroom, I know that probably I'm not going to over-exaggerate. I'm going to say 40% of the kids, and it, it might be more than this. 40% of the kids in my room are in my class because, are I'm sorry, are in the school building for the day mm. because of choir. Mm-hmm. I would say I would say that 40% is probably lowballing it a little bit, but I mm-hmm. would say that that a lot of those kids are are in school for the day because they are in choir, because they get to come to choir for the day. Because I know that when they come into my room that they're gonna have a better day. I know that when they come into my room, they're gonna have an experience that is going to either uplift them or whatever. You know, and so this goes back to this goes back to my my undergraduate experience and and the rules that we had with the Warburg choir were that um you are going to have issues when you come through the door and we understand that. But the idea is that you try to leave those issues at the door so that when you pick them up and after you leave rehearsal, when you pick those issues up again, that they're hopefully a little bit lighter. Mm. And that's, that's kind of the, the mindset that I try to take with my kids of just being like, I know that like you are still going to be thinking about your parents separating mm-hmm. after you leave this room but you're going to have like a little smile on your face. And hopefully that, that load that you are carrying feels a little bit less, you know, and, and that the only way that we do that is by letting them experience fun, letting them experience some, and, and it doesn't all, and I don't necessarily like the word fun, but I, I, I think like experience something that makes them feel better. And sometimes, sometimes that's singing like a crunchy Lordson chord. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's singing like I just posted a video like an hour ago, by the way. Um, of I'll a have new, to check it out. Of a new warm up, it's super fun. Okay, we'll um, do it on Sunday. The, what it's the I know you belong. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I posted that one, and like 
immediately when I said like, do you guys know this? And I showed them the the TikTok of like somebody doing like a, a layering thing. They immediately just like zoned in and they were just like, oh, okay, we're ready for this. Uh, and like, you could just <laughs> tell that they like, they were excited about it. Like, and it is a fun thing, but they're also creating music together. And so like, it's just filling so many different buckets so that you know that when they left class that they had a little bit less, uh, less, less weight in that maybe angst or anger or fear or whatever that they were walking around with throughout the school day. Totally. And I think the way you said this was really important. And I want to go back to this because I think you're spot on. Um, we want you, we recognize that you have things. Yes. And we want you to try to leave them at the door. Right. I think that's a really, really important clarification because exactly. What we don't want to say is check it at the door, come in here, leave it at the door and you're here and we're here together and the team is going to press forward and we're going to learn this stuff because you have to check it at the door for the team. Right. And I think that those, you know, the way you said it is the same. You're getting at the same thing in a healthier way. You're asking them, look, can you draw a boundary here? I'm validating you. I'm saying that you have these things, but also can you come in here and can we try and make that thing better for you? Not for the team, not you need to leave it at the door because you have to bring your best self so we can sound the best. Exactly. You know, that's, that's, and I think that there is a camp that, that would say that, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, check it at the door, come here. You got to be your best self every single day. So that way we, as the team, the almighty high school chorus. Yeah, exactly. Like literally. Who are you? Like high school chorus. It's you high school chorus. or are you like Des Moines it's high school Central's chorus. choir? It's high school yeah, chorus. exactly. That's it. Yeah. Like, and that's fine. And that's great. And I think it's important. Duh. I do it like as a living. I think it's great. Yeah. Right. But like, I also recognize that when we look out into the world, we are a small piece of it. Exactly. You know, we are a very small piece of every single student or singer's world. Right. And asking them to check it at the door for the betterment of the team just loses it. But when we say, I see you, I recognize you. And I also recognize that I'm going to ask you to try to leave it at the door. And that may not be possible for you. Right. And guess what? That's cool. If you need to just like sit and listen, that's perfectly fine. You've tried, you've done what you could. And you know what? You are more important than learning how the alto part goes today. Right. You are more important than learning how the auto part goes today. You know, and then, and then, but us, but us as educators, unfortunately, a lot of the time we um, don't get that option, Mm. you know, and there is a lot of the time where we are actually forced to leave those emotions at the door, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I think sometimes that that can really shut some people out and i mm. think it i think that's why there's a lot of people leaving our field we we both yep. are understanding of that you know and and i think that that's where some of that comes from is like it is it is not an easy job to just say you know what i'm i'm going to put my issues aside for today mm-hmm. i'm going to put aside you know, any family issues that I may may be having any health issues that I may be having, and and go about my day, you know, and and work on music, you know, so with that being said, I also am the type of person that like, if I'm having a bad day, 
I will tell the kids, you know, I'm, I'm we struggling. We are so the today. same. Oh my God, we are the you know? same humans. And so like you, and, and so there's such a fine balance between those two mm-hmm. things of, of just being like, sometimes, yeah, we just gotta, we just gotta buck up a little bit and go. And I think that there's, there's kind of a life lesson there too, mm-hmm. yep. you know, that, yep. that we're teaching our kids throughout that, you know? And then, but then the other side of just being like vulnerable with them and saying mm-hmm. like, you know, like I had, I, I'm not going to get into the details with you, but I had something happen. I just need to just, you know, I may need to chill a little bit today and we're going to listen to choral music for a half hour or whatever, you know? Right. And like, and that's, and that's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, every day is a new day and every day is a different day. And, you know, and that can change. And sometimes, you know, we gain so much respect from our students because we can model that. I mean, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about last Sunday night, we had um, what we call an all together rehearsal where all of our different satellite choirs come together on one day and they rehearse with their age group. So awesome. it's, but I, I'm at rehearsal from like 1230 to like 9 PM and right. it's no break. Yeah. It's like, That's just crazy. like, go, go, go. And I wasn't teaching the whole time, but it was like, go, 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 go all day. And my, my co-teacher was sick this past week. And I got through our chamber choir rehearsal and I got about, it was like 823. And I'm like, I'm dead. I taught the entire last rehearsal. And usually my co-teacher teaches half of it. And I've been here since 1230 and I'm like dying a little. And I looked at my kids and I was like, all right, I'm wearing down. I'm wearing down a little bit. I just want to let you know, I've been here since 1230. We're going to keep going, but I just need you to know, like your extra ears, the next couple of minutes is really going to help me. Yeah. So what have I modeled in that moment? I've modeled being vulnerable, saying my feelings, moving forward with, you know, like, I'm not just saying, you know what? I'm exhausted. I quit now. Uh, right, right. Like it's a you don't get out, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, whatever. Like, uh, but like at that point, what have I modeled? And then I push through and I'm asking them for what I need. I, you know, what's gonna help me is if you. Right. 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 And then they're they're seeing that. They're seeing that vulnerability. And then when I have a student that needs to sit for a rehearsal for whatever reason, sports, anxiety wants to sit like oh my god they want to sit down right exactly oh my god but you know i said that to a student and they came up to me and they were like you know thank you for letting me sit down today i was like literally it's totally fine like you don't even have to thank me for that because that took zero percent skin off my back yeah. and they looked back at me and said you know I, I get that but like not everybody will you know thank you Right. Or, you know, I, I know it doesn't matter to you, but it matters to me. Like, thank right. you. And, um, you know, I think that it's important to remember that we are, we are models for that. Right. And that's a big, I think I totally agree with you. It's why people are leaving is because we don't really have the option to not. Right. But we also have to realize that if we want to create a world that has educators left in it, we have to change. Yeah. Yeah amazing oh it's Ugh. wild what Ugh. a job that we have <laughs> what a job that we have but it Seriously. comes with so 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 much joy and so much connection yes absolutely um so you know thank you thank you so much for joining the show today i think we yeah. had just like such an inspiring conversation and i 
highly recommend go ahead plug your plug your tiktoks <laughs> yeah so <laughs> uh my tiktok handle is at it's mr finn all one word finn is spelled f-i-n-n um and then my instagram is at mr miles finn um and miles is spelled m-y-l-e-s mm. not m-i not the distance one of those M-Y. Yep, one of those. One of those. My parents thought that I would be bougie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm gonna try to like like every week. I found that Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons people like that, and I don't know if that's just because when I like come up with my best content is is after show choir rehearsal on Tuesday on Monday nights or what's going on. But Tuesday and Wednesday ends up being some of my best days. So like, I'll end up posting something about every week. You know, at least like one video a week is kind of what I'm at. Yeah, I just have, and it's it's literally just me being weird. Me, I I wrote it down, and I think I'm gonna. Well, well, uh, spoiler alert! I think I'm gonna call the episode this, but me being me is what people like to see. Cool, amen. And I I like it too. (laughs) I I know it it magically rhymed, and you said it, and I was like, must write it down. But um, so great. And before you go, I have one final question. Um, that I like to ask everybody. So, uh, how, if somebody asked you, like, listens to this episode and tomorrow they want to go into their classroom or their chorus or whatever they do that is related to singing in any which way or form, and they wanted to better approach their teaching with a people first priority, what is one thing that they could do tomorrow that would be a step in the right direction? This is going to sound really cheesy. That's okay. Um, I'm all about the cheese. All about the cheese. But I would I would honestly say like and and do it sincere like it has to be sincere mm-hmm. because if it's not kids know but greet them at the door. Mm-hmm. It sounds so it sounds like such a like and then present me with your apple as you come in. Welcome to my class. Like it's it sounds like that. But like it's amazing how like you can check the temperature of the room. You can check what your rehearsal is going to be like. You can check how the kids' days are going. All of that just by literally saying good morning, and just like being at the door and 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 seeing how things are going. You know, and when I when I say like let it be authentic, like it has to be. You you have you have to like actually want to like meet them and talk to them. And right? you have to pay attention. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you have to pay because, attention because if you're just like, okay, thanks, bye, like you're not gonna actually get anything from that, right? Right. And one of the things that was always really hard for me about that, that I've gotten a lot better at intentionally, is being prepared enough for what I need before they walk in the door. Exactly. And that's that's I think just something that you know, for those of us that struggle with organization, just right. a just a hair, I'm just sure a hair, it's. Most it's of us so hard to be ready because you you're you know they're coming in the door the bell rings you're still getting your copies you're still you know making sure blah 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 but if you can be there at the door and just really say hi to them and check in and like bonus points if you can ask them a question about something you know it's like you said the your master's teacher remembered not only your name but your dog's name exactly yeah and you know people will follow you i remember teaching fifth grade and one week a fifth grader told me that her hamster was sick yeah and a week later i asked her how her hamster was 
And I have never seen a child light up. Yeah. And it's just as easy as remembering their hamster. Just being a real person. Just being a real person. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for spending time on the show. And I will link to all of your social medias in the, in the show notes. And, uh, you know, it was really great speaking to you and awesome work. Seriously. Thank you. I, I am so appreciative of the invite and I'm excited to hear it. What an awesome episode filled with so many nuggets, but I think my favorite one is this. Where do your priorities lie? Is it in bolstering your ego or is it in making relationships with kids and letting them become better people? What a reminder to us today to put ourselves aside and to remember that what we do is serve people. And yes, it is through the vessel of choral music, but that person, that individual is absolutely the priority. I hope that you have a wonderful week. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. And after the holidays, I will be looking for some more guests to join the show. So if you have an idea, you have somebody that you really think I need to be talking to, hit me up on Facebook, on Instagram. I would love to hear your ideas and I would love to just be able to connect with some more people who think like this and who have a people first approach. Have a great week and we'll see you next week for another great episode. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Choral Connectivity, a people first approach to singing. Again, I'm your host, Kirsten Oberoi, and I would love to connect with you and your story. Find us on Facebook or Instagram or on our website at choralconnectivity.com. If you love the content and feel inspired today, click on the link in the show notes to buy me a coffee to help with production costs, hosting, and possibly to actually buy me a coffee. A special shout out to my student, George Potenza, for allowing me to use his music in this season of the podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always, continue being inspiring, innovative, caring, committed, and passionate about bringing singing to all people.